Happy Friday, everybody. Hello. Hello. Welcome to Sister Strange. I'm Corey. I'm Holly. And it is Friday the 13th. Woo! Rad. Um, how are you today? I'm good. Yeah. Having a good day so far? So far, I would like to take this moment to remind everyone to wash your hands. Yeah. Stop touching people. Y'all. Yeah. Just, I mean, it sounds so silly that that's literally the best course of action. But at the same time, it's, it's a coronavirus. It's a coronavirus that it's just a new strain of a coronavirus that we have been exposed to with other types of coronaviruses in the flu and the common cold and it's all the same wash your hands wash your gosh darn hands <sighs> don't touch people <laughs> hands in pockets keep them to yourself cough into your elbows if you cannot wash your hands sanitize it's not that hard people and it's not that big of a deal is most media outlets are making it right i saw an infographic or a political cartoon rather um only two percent of cases die and there are already people who who have compromised immune systems yeah and at the same time we have over two thousand deaths from influenza this year alone in the U.S. Right. This, this flu season alone. Not this calendar year. This flu season alone. Yeah. So. Like, yes. Soap more. and hot water. Um, if you're that concerned about it, your household disinfectant on your regular surfaces, that'll kill it. Um, regular hot water and your laundry detergent will kill it off of any fabric material. So your clothing, your bedding, all that good stuff. If you're able to, use a separate bathroom from everybody else. If you're not, sanitize everything. Like, I feel like this is very common sense stuff, but for our possible younger viewers, listeners. Mm. But biggest one, wash your hands, cough into your elbow or sneeze into your elbow. Right. And if That's you don't it. feel well... Don't go into contact with other people. This has been Corona Corner. See, that one's <laughs> difficult for me because I know there's a lot of people, especially in the service industry and retail and all that good stuff, oh, yeah. that don't get that luxury. Right. So. Oh, God. Oh, God. But this has been your Corona Corner. <laughs> I'm trying to get better at calling it what it's now being called just oh, covid covid19 covid19 corner covid19 corner it doesn't have the same ring as corona corner no it doesn't but corona corner also makes it sound like you're drinking crappy beer <laughs> Ooh, controversial opinion Ugh. <laughs> just, ugh. i don't like beer so it's not my problem i'm particular um, so this is our friday the 13th special yes um, it's also our 10th episode, so go us. Woo, look at us, do High five. Uh, 
Um, we've managed to put together 10 of these things relatively successfully. Um, and that's all thanks to you guys. You guys keep listening and, and our numbers keep staying steady. And, and that's all we could ever ask for. And as long as you guys like it, then we're happy. And we'll keep doing it. And we'll keep doing it. As long as we have some weird stuff to talk about. And there's always weird stuff to talk about. Good news. Mm. In November, there's another Friday the 13th. Oh. So that's exciting. That is exciting. I was about to say, are we only getting one this year? No, we had one in February, too. Did we? I think so. Hold on. All of my days have just started to mush together, so I don't even know what day it is anymore. No, we did not. Never mind. Ignoring next year, we get one in February and March. Yes. And November. Last year, we got one in December. And that made me super happy. Did it? Sat down and watched Nightmare on Elm Street. Or uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Nightmare Before Christmas. (laughs) Thematic. (laughs) I mean. I mean. Cool. So I'll be watching the Friday the 13th series today at some point. Or at least the first few. So why is today so scary? Why do we have so much fear today? So today, as we've said, is Friday, March 13th. Um, the number 13 has been avoided like the plague, and fear of Friday the 13th specifically has even been given a clinical name. Periscevi decotriophobia. Gesundheit. Uh, yeah. Thank the Greeks. Um, my sources, as usual, Wikipedia. There was a Newsweek article by Sophia Waterfield and a LiveScience.com article by Stephanie Pappas. So 13 as an unlucky number can be traced most likely to a Norse myth. The tale tells of a dinner party at Valhalla for 12 gods. Trickster Loki showed up uninvited and, through loopholes and deceit, kills Baldur, the god of joy. Again, excuse my pronunciation. Um... Some point to the Last Supper, where Petraeus Judas becomes the 13th guest. Alternately, you can view Balder and Jesus as the 13th guests, the enlightened ones. Things still don't shake out so well for them, either way. Further, Friday itself seems to be viewed as unlucky in most of the Western world. Jesus died on Good Friday, good for Christians, not so good for him. And a poem... But from 1882 by John Godfrey Sachs called The Dog of Brett details a charity-seeking poodle whose tail is chopped off by a butcher on Friday. One possible marriage of the two is again seated in Christianity. On Friday, October 13, 1307, Philip IV of France arrested members of the Knights Templar. The Templars were, in most basic terms, a Catholic charity and military group. After the Crusades in the Holy Land and rumors of the organization's initiation ceremony came to light, many members were arrested, tortured into what are commonly believed to be false confessions, and burned at the stake. Then there's Italian composer Giacchino Rossini. He spent his life believing Fridays and the number 13 were unlucky. In his 1869 biography of Rossini, Henry Sutherland Edwards wrote, quote, he, Rossini, was surrounded to the last by admiring friends. And if it be true that, like so many Italians, he regarded Fridays as an unlucky day and 13 as an unlucky number, it's remarkable that on Friday, 13th of November, he passed away. This is the first documented mention of the date being unlucky. While it may not be an origin 
Thomas W. Lawson's 1907 novel, Friday the 13th, is also credited with promoting the superstition. It tells the story of a stockbroker who plays into the superstition to create mass panic on Wall Street. The book was wildly popular and helped ingrain the fear into Western culture. However, Friday the 13th isn't a universal concept. In most Spanish-speaking countries, it's Tuesday the 13th that makes people nervous. The same goes for the Greeks. Tuesday is associated with the god Ares, the god of war, and several historical events happened on Tuesday the 13th. Constantinople fell to the Fourth Crusade, remember the Templars, on Tuesday, April 13th, 1204, and again to the Ottomans on Tuesday, May 29th, 1453. In Greek, Tuesday is Triti, meaning third day of the week, and bad luck is said to come in threes. In Italian culture, Friday the 17th is the unlucky day. The Roman numerals for 17 are XVII, an anagram for the word Vixi, meaning I have lived, and serves as an omen of death. So is today actually unlucky? Not really. A substantial population of Americans, 17 to 21 million people, carry the superstition, and people just tend to be more cautious on Friday the, Friday the 13th. A National Geographic article from 2004 suggests that roughly 800 to $900 million in business is lost because people aren't leaving their homes. The British Medical Journal reported in 1993 that any increase of hospitalizations was, quote unquote, too small to allow meaningful analysis. The Dutch even report that driving is slightly safer on Friday the 13th. And the average number of traffic accidents drops by approximately 300. Holy cow. Yeah. Um, so it's a real quick and basic little Friday the 13th thing. Obviously, we've got an entire movie series um so good an entire franchise that has not helped the cause um and a lot of things that happen on friday 13th can be viewed as coincidence um i know we're going to be talking about one of them in a minute um but you're talking failed daredevil attempts you're talking um there's a, I want to say it was a Brazilian soccer team that crash landed. Mm, uh, I think I know which one you're talking about, and I don't remember. It's an Uruguayan. So um, an Uruguayan rugby team crash landed in the Andes um, on a Friday the 13th. Um, Tupac Shakur was killed on Friday the 13th. In 1996, um, there are a lot of these little things that all sort of add up, um, but a lot of them are generally coincidence. So that's just sort of what we're talking about. I didn't want to go specifically into a Friday the 13th story, um, because they're just, just enough to be a thing. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna. This episode may contain content some may find disturbing. Listener discretion is advised. So you're talking about actually one of my, not favorite, it's, it's really weird to say a murder is your favorite. Um, but you're actually talking about one of my favorite 
sort of social situations. Yes. Um, it's actually the 56th anniversary of this particular event, like to the day. And that would be the murder of Kitty Genovese. Catherine Kitty Susan Genovese was born July 7th, 1935, and was the oldest of five children, born to an Italian-American family. She grew up in Brooklyn, New York, and in her teens, she attended an all-girls school where she was described as self-assured beyond her years and as always having a sunny disposition. After her mother witnessed a murder, the family moved to New Canaan, Connecticut in 1954, while Kitty remained in Brooklyn with her grandparents after she graduated high school. Later, she moved into her own apartment where she started working secretary jobs, which she found to be very unappealing. In the late 50s, she accepted a bartending job, and she began managing the bar on behalf of the absentee owner. She intended to open an Italian restaurant with the money she saved from working double shifts. She was 28 years old when she died. She was the same age as me. Kitty was stabbed outside of her apartment in Queens, and it was witnessed by 38 different people. On March 13, 1964, she finished her shift at the sports bar she was working at. She parks her car in a side parking lot at approximately 3 a.m., 100 feet from her apartment door. She starts walking towards her door, and the killer, her killer starts to follow her. She notices this and starts running, but is overtaken by him and stabbed twice. Most of the people in the complex thought it was a lover's quarrel, even though she yelled for help and that she had been stabbed. But by the time anyone looked out their window to see what was actually going on, the killer had taken off running while Kitty stumbled to the entryway of her apartment building. People called the local police department because there was no 911 yet. Most of the calls were not logged because of the unclear nature and they weren't given priority. While Kitty is trying to get into her apartment building, the killer comes back to try and find her when he realizes that no police were coming. He finds Kitty in the entryway of her apartment and continues his brutal assault. Not only did he stab her multiple times, but he also also attempted to sexually assault her while she was dying. An upstairs neighbor opened his door to check on the situation and see what was going on, but doesn't call the police until later because his girlfriend told him not to get involved. Kitty's neighbor and a dear friend went down after she heard what was going on and held Kitty until help arrived. An interview with the friend, friend's son revealed that the building they lived in was home to many Holocaust survivors who did not get involved with the police for any reason. The killer gets caught doing a burglary a few nights later, confesses to multiple burglaries, and decided the night of the murder that he was going to kill a woman to see how it felt. Kitty was laid to rest in a cemetery in New Canaan, Connecticut. Because of the disorganization 
of the phone calls that evening, it's Kitty's murder was credited for was heavily credited for the creation of the 911 system. And at the time of the murder, there was no centralized number for people to call in case of an emergency. So they had to go straight through the police station. Mm-hmm. Kitty's case also prompted inquiries what into what became known as the bystander effect or the or Genovese syndrome, which became a staple in American psychology textbooks. Now, the bystander effect is essentially the more people witnessing an event, the less likely somebody is to step in and do something. But I remember talking about this when I was in my intro to psych in college. Mm-hmm. And it's it's almost that herd mentality. Oh, totally. Um, it's, it's, have you? There's a really beautiful documentary. Yep. Um, put together by one the of brother. Kay's brother. His, yep. Her youngest brother, I believe. Um, um called the witness. It, that was actually one of my sources. Um, my other two is actually another podcast. Um, it's my favorite murder episode. We 20. love my favorite. Murder. We do, and they're wonderful. Uh, I love Karen and Georgia so much. Mm-hmm. Um, episode I would die for Elvis. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, but they actually cover this beautifully in episode twenty-four of their podcast, um, and also our friends Wikipedia. But the witness is currently on Amazon Prime for free with ads or you can rent it for about five dollars and it's just so beautifully done um and it dispels a lot of the myths surrounding it um surrounding the case yeah um because i think a lot of people report or or a lot of people's misconceptions is that no one called no one tried to help um, but several calls were made that night. Yes. And someone, there was interaction with another yep, member there, of the public. Someone yelled out of, of their window, hey, leave that girl alone or let that girl alone. Yeah. Um, but because the calls to the police station were just so vague, they didn't prioritize it. Right. And I think it's got something to say, not just about um, the members in that Kew Gardens apartment complex, but it has something to say about the police dispatch. Oh, absolutely. You know, you it's, they let this, these reports go unanswered or unprioritized. Because they were so vague, well, in my uh, personal opinion here, like, would that not make you want to send someone out there to see what's going on? I have no idea what this is supposed to be. Why just not send a patrol? Yeah. You know. And they say that if someone, if they did send out a patrol, there was a really good chance she would have actually lived. Um, Kitty succumbed to her injuries and her 
cause of death was ruled as a punctured lung. She couldn't even scream. Nope. Like, she had no way to call for help aside from that first initial call. But there's no... The number 38, like the times that she was stabbed, Mm -hmm. that's an assumption. That's not... Right. They just couldn't count them all. It could be more, it could be less, but... But yeah, the... The documentary is absolutely beautifully done, and the brother goes on to say that he wished he knew a lot of this information because it would have given his family such closure. Oh, yeah. Like, the fact that she wasn't alone when she was dying. She had someone there that was a comfort to her. Mm Mm-hmm. Someone she was familiar with. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and her murderer actually died the year after the documentary came out in prison. Yes. He was, he was, it was, uh, he did receive the death sentence, um, but it was commuted to life and he died in 2016. Um, and her brother tried to contact him, correct? Or his, his son? I think it might've been his son. I think so. But it's been a while since I've seen yeah the the documentary. Um, you will also notice that neither Corey or I will say his name because he does not deserve that credit. No, at all. No. So I forgot she was so young. Mm-hmm. And like it's just weird to think that. Right now, on the 56th anniversary of her death, I am the same age as she was when she died. hmm Yep. The fact that the event started such a... I don't want to say a study, but... Um, like, it triggered the looking into why people... If there's a large group of people, why won't at least one person do something. Right. It's a, it's a whole psychological concept, mm-hmm. right? Because I took AP Psych in high school. Like, I didn't do well, but I, I took it. Um, it's it's the idea of that's someone else's problem. Someone yep. else is going to do that. And, you know, a 28-year-old girl died. Because of it. Because of it. My one issue with the whole Kitty Genevieve story is the photo everyone uses of her is her mugshot. Yeah. She was I... arrested in 60, 1961 for uh, for bookmaking, for, yep. for taking bets on horse races. Um, so the photo that's most associated with Kitty Genovese is her mugshot. But, like, there are pictures of her where she's, like, She's, like, standing behind the bar, and she's smiling, or she's, like, propped up on the hood of a car. Yeah. And she was so happy. It just sucks that that one picture is so synonymous with her. I'm not going to post that picture. No. I might post the one of her on the car. Have you seen that? uh, It's really cute. She's wearing 
she's she was so cute too like mm-hmm. i would want to be her friend she's 100 percent the girl i would like i would want to hang out with she's wearing like a, a slouchy sweater and cuff jeans yep. like yep. loafers so cute she's uh and her sexuality was disputed not that it matters in the context of her story yeah but she was really close and had a really significant relationship with the girl that actually came down and was with her yeah like while she was dying yeah um, actually, I'm kind of in love with the colorized version of her. It's in the yellow almost, dress. Yes. Yeah. But, but yeah, her mugshot is, I mean, it's a good mugshot as terms of mugshots go. Um, cause she, her, her eyes are really intense. Yeah. And her head is turned just in a way. Mm-hmm. But the photos of her smiling and showing her this 20-something who's on her own in New York. Yep. Those are the ones I like the best. So. That's Kitty Genovese, huh? That's Kitty Genovese. But. It's such a shame because she had such ambition to do something and it was cut short because someone felt like it. That's the part that that sort of gets me. Excuse me. Is that she? She died because her he just killer wanted to know what it felt like to kill somebody. Yep. And apparently, she wasn't his first victim either. He had apparently killed three other people. He was his. I think he. She was his first female victim. Mm. But. It's sad. It's very sad. We ended this episode on a bummer. Sorry. No, it's an important case because it's... Oh, yeah. It's it's an important case because it actually shaped American psychology, and it's an important case because it happened for literally no reason. And it gave us... Like, there was no motive. Yep, it gave us... Probably one of the most important things that exists, and it would be 911. Mm-hmm. So, also yeah. speaking of significant dates in March, mm-hmm. I was doing our whiteboard calendar for mm-hmm. this month. On the 15th, I just wrote in big red letters, beware. <laughs> I'm just waiting to see how long it takes Ethan to notice so if, if you aren't up to date with your history and, and your Shakespeare friends, um, March 15th, the Ides of March is actually the day Caesar, Julius Caesar, was stabbed to death. Yep. As told to him by a soothsayer and the gods, beware the Ides of March. So. So. Going back to the whole superstition thing for Friday the 13th, I feel like this also plays a very big role, especially around this time of or this particular day. Um, if you see any black animals, don't be an ass to them. Yeah, be nice to black cats. Be nice to them. Black cats and black dogs. Go out and adopt one of them because they are, I think, three times less likely to get adopted because of the color of their fur. Mm-hmm. 
poor babies. Poor, poor things. Friends. I'm trying to brighten up this episode, if you can <laughs> tell. I'm oh, trying. You are trying. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, if there's something you think we need to know about, email us at sisterstrangepodcast at yahoo.com. Follow us on Instagram for all of the visuals at Sister Strange Podcast. We upload every Friday. We're available where most podcasts are found. And we will see you next week. Goodbye. Bye. I guess stop the recording. Ah.